you, Lord. Well, Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, for what you've done in us and through us. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, that we are in union with you. We are living in you, and we are in, in one with you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. <clears throat> well, Galatians chapter 5, verse 1 says, Stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has made you free, and be not again entangled with the yoke of bondage. Don't go there. <clears throat> that word bondage means slavery, a state opposed to liberty. The yoke means to bind into serving. You know, years ago, <clears throat> there was a National Geographic come up 20, 25 years ago. I don't know. It was on slavery. And at that time, it said there was 1,500,000 people in America in slavery. Pretty stout, huh? But you know what? I punched it up and looked at Facts Finder thing and Wikipedia. They said it's estimated that there are 40.3 million people in slavery today. 40.3 million in physical slavery today. So you stand fast in the what? Liberty wherewith Christ has made you free and not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Religion, whatever it is. You see what he's saying? Now, if that's true with physical slavery, how many people are in bondage today spiritually? Too many. Way too many. You know, we were not redeemed with corruptible things, it says in 1 Peter chapter 1. Let me ain't that even there. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18. It says, For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by the tradition of your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish, without spot, who was foreordained before the foundation of the world, foreordained before the foundation of the world, what was manifest in these last times for you, who by him do believe in God, that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory, that your faith and hope might be in God, seeing you have purified your souls in obeying the truth, purified by obeying the truth. Oh, that's so important. Through the Spirit and the unfeigned love of the brethren, see that you love one another with a pure heart fervently. Being born, not again, born again, not of corruptible seed, but by incorruptible seed, by the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Amen. For all flesh, flesh is as grass. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of God lives forever. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Bondage. Stand fast. You know, I was thinking about that bondage, slavery. You know, you, whom the sun sets free is what? I want to look over here. It's not in my notes, but I want to look in 2 Corinthians chapter 3. I want to go to about uh, verse 16 in, in the Passion, Ron. Uh, verse 15 says, So until now, <clears throat> whoever... The, 
Whenever the Old Testament is being read, the same blindness comes over your heart. They couldn't look into the veil because there's a veil over their eyes. And when the law is read, there's still a veil. It says, now the Lord I'm referring to is the Holy Spirit. Say Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. The Lord I'm referring to is the Holy Spirit. Say it again. The Lord I'm referring to is the Holy Spirit. And wherever he is Lord, there's freedom. Amen. There's what? Freedom. There's freedom. We all, verse 18, we all draw close to him with the veil removed from our faces. With no veil, we all become like mirrors who brightly reflect the glory of the Lord Jesus. We are being transfigured into his very image as we move, as we move from one brighter level of glory to another. And this glorious transfiguration comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. The Holy Spirit, stand fast in that liberty and do not be moved again. Now look with me in Galatians chapter 2. <clears throat> We're going to talk about our identity today. I want you to see in Galatians chapter 2. I want to read verse 20. We all know what verse 20 says. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives within me. In the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. But go to the Passion, Rod. 2.20. My old identity has been co-crucified with Messiah and no longer lives. If you're still having a dual personality, just forget it. It's not possible because your old man was crucified with sin. For sin, that the body of sin might be disannulled, that you should no longer serve sin. When Christ was crucified, your old man was crucified. Now just get it settled. For the nails of his cross crucified me with him. And now the essence of this new life is no longer mine. For the anointed one who lives his life through me, we live in union as one. My new life is empowered by faith of the Son of God. My new life is empowered. So we are living, living in liberty that Christ has set us free. You know, you look at what he says in John 8, 31. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn over in John 8, 31, and I'm going to look in verse 30. <clears throat> and I want you to see something, if I can get there. 8, 30. says, as he spake these words, many believed into him. Say into him. Amen. Then said Jesus to those Jews who believed into him, if you continue in my word, you shall be my disciples and you, can, you will be my disciples and you shall be free indeed. If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples and you shall be free indeed. And you shall know the truth. And the truth will what? Make you free. Now, what did they say? They answered him, said, Lord, we've never been in bondage to anybody. Come on, look around. <clears throat> they answered him and saying, we be Abraham's seed and never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou that you shall be made free? Jesus answered, verily, verily, I say unto you, whosoever commits sin is a servant of sin. 
He's a slave to sin. How many people are slave to sins today? If you serve sin, you become its slave. Jesus come to set you free from sin and to exchange you into righteousness. And the servant, he goes on to say, the servant abides not in the house forever, but the son abides forever. If the son, therefore, shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. And he said, I know you're Abraham's seed, but you seek to kill me because my words have no place in you. I speak that which I have seen with my father, and you do that which you've seen with your father. Uh-oh. They said unto him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said, if you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. But now you seek to kill me, a man that hath told you the truth, which I have heard of God, and this did not Abraham. You do your deeds of your father. Then said they unto him, we be not born of fornication. We have one father, even God. Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God, and neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech, even because you cannot hear my words? You are of your father the devil, and the works of your father you will do. And he was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth, because there's no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, you believe me not. Which of you convinces me of sin? And he says, and if I say the truth, why do you not believe me? And what he's saying, you cannot believe me <clears throat> because there's no truth in you. You know, we're dealing with a lot of stuff in the world today, but a lot of it, we're not battling flesh and blood but we're battling principalities and powers and the rulers of the darkness. It's world spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. And we know that we're battling that. But you know what? That's why Jesus came to set us free. Whom the Son sets free is free what? Indeed. You know, the, the reality is truth, the word truth means unveiled reality. No covering. The truth means the veil is lifted from reality and you can see the truth. When you know the truth, what? You beholding as in the glory the truth, you're conformed into its very image by the spirit that dwells in you. You know, God said he's going to do a new thing. You know, that's why he said in Isaiah 43, remember not the former things, neither consider the things of old. I do a new thing. It will spring forth speedily. I'll make a way in the wilderness and streams in the desert. And we need a little of that now. And you know that he said that because why? He said, if any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. Amen. All things have become new. Listen, we are either living in the glorious liberty of the Son of God, or we are slaves to the devil. you got two choices. You know, I was reading in Isaiah chapter 42, and it talks about, I think that's Matthew 4 in the... In the New Testament, but in Isaiah chapter 42, this is when it's prophesied of Jesus coming. I'm going to read it in the Passion. <clears throat> Take a good look at my servant. I love him dearly, for he is my chosen one. I've taken hold of him in my strength. I have clothed him with my spirit. He will cause justice to spring up before nations, and he will gently, he will be gentle and will not quarrel with others in public. 
He will not exalt his voice, neither will he crush the brokenhearted nor disregard the weak and vulnerable. He will make sure justice comes to those who are wronged. His inner being will not become faint or discouraged, nor will his light grow dim before he establishes justice on the earth. Even the distant lands beyond the seas will hunger for his instruction. Hear the word of truth, Yahweh says, the one who created the starry heavens and stretched them out, the one who formed the earth and filled it with life and gives breath to every person and spirit to everyone everywhere. I, Yahweh, have commissioned you in righteousness to succeed. How many of you know you've been commissioned in righteousness to succeed? I will take you by the hand in love and watch over you. I will give you a covenant for the people, a walking light to nation. Your mission, uh uh-oh, what did Jesus say? As the Father sent me, so send I you. Your mission is to open blind eyes, to set prisoners free from dark dwelling places, to open prison doors to those who are held in darkness. I'm Yahweh, that's my name, and I will not give my glory to another God, nor am I renowned to idols. He says, don't you see what I have prophesied have come to pass? I now am foretelling the future. I declare it before it happens. Sing to Yahweh a new song. How you know with every new revelation he gives a new song? All therefore the redeemed of the Lord shall come from Zion with singing, with everlasting joy in their heart. They'll obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and mourning shall flee away. That's what happens when you're walking in liberty. And we're going to stand fast. Sing praises to the Lord. Verse 13, Yahweh goes out to battle like a hero, stirs up the passing and zeal like a mighty warrior. God calls the battle cry. He said, long time I've held my peace, but no more. And he says, listen, verse 18. Listen, you deaf, look you blind and see. Who is blind is my servant Israel, as deaf is my messengers I've sent. Who is blind is my covenant friend, as blind is Yahweh's servant. Israel, you've seen so much, but you don't get it. You've been taught so much, but you don't hear For the sake of his righteousness, Yahweh will eager exalt his law and make it glorious. But this people is plundered and robbed. They're trapped in holes. They're hidden in houses of bondage, slavery. They are like prey and none one will rescue. Like spoil and no one says, bring them back. Does anyone understand this? Will any of you pay attention to this future? And he talks about what he did for Jacob and Israel. But they're in bondage. They're in houses of bondage. When I read that, you look around and you see where all the Christians that used to be here every Sunday morning. I'll tell you where a lot of them are. They're hiding in houses of bondage. They're in fear. They're in prison houses. But I want to tell you something. The lock is on the inside, not on the outside. God has called us to what? Freedom. Liberty. And we're to stand fast in that liberty and not be again entangled to the yoke of bondage of fear. Fear is a spirit. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but a power, love, and sound mind. If he that feareth is not made perfect in what? Love. He that feareth. Perfect love cast out what? All fear. Fear has torment. I hate to be that blunt, but in Revelation 21, it says the first one in the lake of fire is the fearful. Yes. Then the unbelieving. Yes. How many times? 366 times did he say fear not. Why? He don't want you fear. Why? Fear is bondage. Right. Fear is slavery. Right. 
Fear opens the door for you to be a slave to the devil and sin and everything else. But he's brought you into glorious liberty. So that's why he says, stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has set you free and be not again entangled with the yoke of bondage. Amen. Amen. Oh me. We're here to what? Set the captives free. That's what we're here for. Now listen, Isaiah 43, Jacob, the one who created Israel, the one who shaped you are, do not fear. I'm your kinsman redeemer. I will rescue you. I've called you by name. You're mine. Hey, that's pretty confident, isn't it? When you pass through the deep stormy sea, count on me to be there with you. When you pass through the raging rivers, you will not be drowned. When you walk through the persecution like fiery flames, you will not be burned. The flames will not harm you. I'm your Savior, Yahweh, your mighty God, the Holy One of Israel. What kind of promise is that? See, he's called us to be free. And whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Now, he's called us. Jeremiah 31, he said, I'm going to do a new thing. Listen, the old is gone. The new has come. I think we was in a coffee shop the other day reading. And Jesus came. And what did he do? Jesus came to set people free. It dawned on me when we was reading this that Jesus was already king. When Jesus came into the synagogue, the devil said, we know who you are. You're the Holy One of Israel. Have you come to torment us before our time? When Jesus came, he was king of kings and Lord of lords. He wasn't going to be. He already was. He didn't come on his behalf. He came on our behalf. He set people free. He healed the sick, cleansed the leper, raised the dead, cast out devils. And then he said, he began to preach the gospel of the kingdom. And when he began to preach it, he called him 12 disciples to go before him to do what? Heal the sick, cleanse the leper, cast out devils, and say the kingdom has come. He was already king of kings and lord of lords. When he did, when he did what he did, if, listen to me, every demon... Every principality and power was already subject to him. Amen. But they wasn't subject to us. He took upon himself the form of man so that he could die on the cross so he could make us like him. Hallelujah. He became like we were to make us like he is, Hallelujah. to stand fast in the liberty and to give you power Thank you, over all principalities and power. And he made a show of them openly for you and me, not yes. for himself. He was the same yesterday, today, and forever. Before God ever created this world and universe and everything else, God's plan of redemption, Jesus said, I'll go before he ever started any of it. I don't understand all that, but I know it's true because the Word of God says it. But he didn't lose anything when he came. He just came in exchange for us. He made the great exchange so we could become like him. And what is he? He's free. Now I want to tell you, the Bible says he that sinneth is a servant of sin. If you live as a sinner, you're a servant of sin. You're a slave. I don't know about you. I like the freedom we have. And you got to fight for that freedom. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Where would that be found? The Declaration of Independence. That's what our nation is founded on. And it says, we look to God, the creator, 
so that we can have our rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And the job of the government is to make sure we have it. comes from God. It's the government's position to see to it that it's enforced. That's right. Yes. Amen. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of... What does that sound like? The kingdom of God. Yes. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Romans 14, 17. Good stuff. But I want to tell you, the devil would like to suck all the life right out of you. And he uses fear to do it. Fear will drain you. You remember when the children of Israel went into the promised land and Rahab the harlot was talking to these guys, these spies? She said, we don't understand. Forty years ago when y'all came out and we heard what God was doing for you guys and how he was giving you what he was, they said there was no strength left in any man. Why didn't you come and take it? said there was no strength left in any man. Fear will drain you of your strength. But what is? The joy of the Lord is your what? The joy of the Lord is your strength. Where's your strength come from? Joy of the Holy Ghost. Pursuit of happiness. Enjoy what God has done for you. Everything that's going in the world is trying to suck the joy right out of you. Shuck, just shuck the life right out of you. All right. That's not who we are. Amen? Amen? What is this new thing he's doing? Jeremiah 31, 22, the Lord hath done a new thing in the earth. A what? New thing. Why? Old things are passed away. I'm telling you, as long as you're holding on to the past or you're holding on to an old covenant veil with the veils over it and you're blinded, you can't enter into the new. That's why Jesus had to come and he had to end one. The last Adam had to die. So there could be a second man. Yes. So we could have a brand new creation. Yes. There's neither Jew nor Greek nor anything else, but you're one man, in, one new man in Christ. Yes. That's why he came, so we could be free. Yes. Remember I said last week, you're freedom fighters. Wherever one of us is freedom fighters, we're here to set the captives free. Yes. And we're here to say all those people that's hiding behind closed doors, it's time for you to get out and have dominion over this land. He said, occupy, not hide. Amen. Occupy till I come. Yes. What does that mean? It means take ground that the devil's trying to take. We've given, we're in this mess today because we didn't do what we should be doing. We've just let him take it. I'm saying it's time to quit letting him take it. Say, not on my watch. I've had enough. I'm tired of seeing what he's doing. And you know what is it saying as Isaiah 14 when they said they looked upon the devil? And it says when they looked upon him, they all said, is this the one that shook nations? Is this the one that created all this havoc? Is this him that created all this fear? You can live by fear or you can live by faith. And you know what? I choose to live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. He didn't become king of kings and lord of lords when he was resurrected. He already was. But we became the body of Christ. Kings and priests when we was resurrected. I, Romans 4.25 says he was lifted up and crucified for my transgressions. But he was raised for my justification. We've been justified. 
made righteous, holy, but of him, 1 Corinthians 1.30, are ye in Christ, who has made unto us, put that up, Roger, Romans, I mean, 1 Corinthians 1.30. I want you to see it. I don't care what version you put it in either. But of him are you in Christ. Say, of him. You didn't put yourself. Nobody else put you there. No religion, no denomination. But of God are you in Christ, of whom God is made unto us. That means constructed. Wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. Next verse. 31. But according as it is written, he that glory, let him glory in the Lord. He set you aside and did every bit for you and just set you into Christ Jesus and said, enjoy the ride. But he did say, hey, these things I've written into you that in me you might have peace. In the world, you may have a little tribulation, but be of good courage. I've overcome the world, the flesh and the devil and everything. And it's under your feet. I think it's time to stand up and see who you are. And, you know, fight for liberty. You know, think of all the soldiers and men that has died for freedom. And there's, that kind of freedom's good, but think more of the Son of God that died for your freedom to be free in Christ. And don't let anybody else put you back into the yoke of bondage. Amen. You know, this is why, you know, when God said to Moses, the Egyptians have made the children of Israel to serve with rigor. That means to break apart, to serve with cruelty. He made their life bitter with hard bondage. The children of Israel cried by reason of their infirmities, and God heard it, and he sent Moses to deliver them. But you know one, He wants to set them free from the hard bondage. But I want you to understand something. When the children of Israel crossed the sea, and God closed the river back on the Egyptians. Israel never had another problem with the Egyptians. When he took you across death, burial, resurrection, you ain't never going to have another problem. Eternity with him. Because whom the Son sets free is what? Free indeed. So it's time to begin to see that that's what he did. If the Son shall make you free, you will be free indeed. Romans 8.15. I want to turn to Romans 8.15. I think you, we, we, the thing that just staggers to me is we read that bondage, we read slavery, but we don't pay much attention to that word. But it's a drastic word. Slavery and bondage is a horrible word. And Jesus came to set us free from that. Now I want us to look at this verse. <clears throat> uh, let me see. I want to do something here. Thank you, Lord. 8.15. All right. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. The spirit of what? bondage, slavery, again to fear. But you have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, what? Abba, Father. Romans 8, 21. 
because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. Let's read that again. Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. Galatians 4.24, which things are an allegory, for these are the two covenants, the one from Mount Sinai, which is genders to bondage, which is Agar. And what was the other? Jerusalem, which is above. Galatians 5.1, we already read it. Stand fast in the liberty. Hebrews 2.15, it says, verse 14 says, For as much then as children are partakers of flesh and blood, he himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might deliver them, who through fear of death were all their lifetimes subject to what? Bondage. What is it? Fear of death. You tell me what fear is driving this COVID. Fear of death. Fear of death. Fear of death is driving this whole thing. Deliver them from fear of death. It's a spirit. It's a spirit. You can't give in to that spirit of fear. God didn't give it. He that fear is not made perfect in love. When you know you're secure, past, present, and future, you're in good hands. Some people are in good hands with Allstate, but we got something a whole lot better than Allstate. It's his state, every bit of it. Why don't we hear the state of his union? That's the kingdom of God. We were called into his glorious kingdom. That's who you really are. Reality is, first, what does it say? As Christ is, so are we in this world. First John 4, 17. As he is, so are we in this world. That's your identity. Your identity is Christ. What was this all for? It was for the kingdom. What is this new identity? What does this mean? I am, my identity is Christ. Listen what it says. I've been crucified with Christ. I died with Christ. I was buried with Christ. I was made alive with Christ. I am seated together with Christ in heavenly places right now at his right hand. This little word with is a powerful word. It's a powerful word. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet Christ lives within me. In the life I now live in the I live by the faith of the Son of God. I am crucified with. That's a powerful word. Did I, re I read that in the Passion. I no longer live. You're a whole new creation. You're a whole new creation. That's who you are. Raised with him. Made to sit together. We were made alive. It's called the kingdom of God. That's where we are. We stand in the kingdom of God. So we continue with him. You know the thing about it, what was Paul? Everywhere Paul went, he had a thorn in the flesh. And it was the Judaizers. Everywhere he went and preached the freedom of Christ, they would come back in and try to take the freedom back and bring them under bondage again. You know, Paul says, two Galatians 2, Paul talked about false brethren who came in despite our liberty, our freedom, which we have in Christ that they may bring us into bondage. To bring us back what? Into bondage. See, the whole goal of the enemy is to bring you back into bondage. The Amplifies, to them, he said, the Amplified says this, to them we did not yield, sub or yield submission, not for a moment, 
that the truth of the gospel might continue to be preserved for you in its purity. He said in Galatians 1.18, if we or any angel preach another gospel contrary to this one, let that man be accursed. Devoted to destruction is what that word means. Devoted to destruction. Another gospel. See, that's the minute you got born again, the devil's trying to give you another gospel or bring you back into bondage servitude. But see, you got to realize, hey, this thing's for real. When he made you a new creation, he made you a new creation, spirit, soul, and body. You're not who you were. Amen. You're not who you were. You're a brand new creature. Now see, the devil don't want you to see who you are. That's why all these books was written to try to convince you who you are. Yep. And, and you just get one little word and you feel sorry for yourself and you go right back into that old condemnation that you in, were in. Romans 8, what? One says, there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ has made us free. Say free. free. From the law of sin and death. Sin, death, life. He came to give us life and to have it abundantly. Zozo. Suke zozo. So life. Mind, will, and emotion. That's who you are. Living by the mind of another, the will of another, and the emotion of another. He come to set us free. Woo! To brought us into the glorious liberty. We're no longer servants, but sons. And if sons, then heirs through Jesus Christ. Wow. We are the children of the promised one, the free woman. So we stand fast in the liberty. The grace of God that brings salvation has appeared unto all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and justly in this present world, looking for the glorious coming and appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. Colossians 3.1, If you be risen with Christ, set your mind on things above, for you're dead, and you've got new life hidden in Christ. And when Christ comes, you're going to come with him to get the rest of you. we got a good deal, because a third of us is already up there. The other two-thirds are waiting. Receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls, Amen. your mind, will, and emotion. And that's not all. I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be exchanged yes. in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. For that corruptible body is going to fall. Yep. And you're going to receive that glorious, incorruptible body made after his image and his likeness. Thank you, Lord. Then... It'll be over. Now, you know what? He's the God of all hope. He's the God, not of some hope, of all hope. So don't be looking around in this world trying to find hope. And don't be worried about it. I, I want to tell you something. It doesn't matter if it's Biden or Trump. We've got a kingdom that's secure. Yes, right. Don't get all your hope in Trump. Yeah. Amen. I'm just telling you, I love Trump, and I hope he gets elected and we can go on. Yeah. But you can't put your trust in Trump. Amen. Nope. You better keep your security right there looking into Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. Yeah. 
who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of God, and so we could be seated with him in heavenly places. That's who you are. You know, spend your time. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. So set your mind on things that are good, things above. Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ, because you have his mind. Do you think he was ever depressed or discouraged? I doubt it. Do you think God's ever depressed? I doubt it. When he sat down, what does that mean? He finished. I can't believe that he had a discussion with Jesus to go to the cross, and Jesus said, I'm going to go, before he ever created one thing. Not one thing was created. He did this before the foundation of the world could even be laid. He chose to come to redeem us back to where we should have been. How's all that work? I hope when we get there, we'll understand it because I sure don't understand it now. It just works. works. And you know, that's what he said a while ago when we read it. I'm telling you what I've already done in the future. It's already done. Your identity is your destiny. He's your identity. He's your destiny. Okay. Are y'all going to come sing us a song, bless us again? Oh, amen. I think we're going to sing that. Uh, instead of saying it, we're going to, they said they wanted to bless us with a song. Father, thank you, Lord, for your word. Lord, help us to see the glorious liberty that we have in this United States. We're still one God, one nation under God. And God, we want to pursue life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness in your kingdom. Lord, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for just doing what you do best. We are blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Remember what Jesus said in Revelation 2.26. He that overcometh and keepeth my works. Whose works? He said it's finished. He that keepeth my works, he said you're going to rule over nations. Kings and priests ruling over nations through keeping his works.